Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse, and today's episode is a very special episode because I interview my grandpa. He is my grandpa. He's my mom's dad. Um, He's French-Canadian. He's originally from Quebec. He's been living in BC for decades. (laughs) And he has an incredible story. And honestly, I don't think I knew the depth of kind of what he went through um, in his life to get to where he is um, until this podcast. So I'm really excited to share his story with you. It honestly is an incredible story of literally coming from nothing to being able to, you know, move from Quebec to British Columbia and start a new life to support his family. So I'm very excited to share today's episode with you all today. Well, thank you, Grandpa, for joining me on the program today. I appreciate you talking to me about your life story. uh, It's a pleasure to answer whatever question you may have in mind uh, (laughs) regarding my past life or any other things. Oh, well, thank you very much. Okay, so let's start from... The beginning. I want to know. Let's dive into where you came from. Where Where are you from? And um, what was your childhood like? I was born in a rural area yeah. called uh, uh, a little parish called Saint Sylvain, County Nicolette, Province of Quebec. Mm-hmm. And uh, the um, it was kind of a small. Uh, no, I won't go into that detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's where I was born. And yeah. how many siblings did you have? You came from a big family. Yeah. Well, we uh, uh, in my family we had there was uh, nine children. Wow. Because we spoke earlier before we started recording about your dad being a butcher and he was, you know, providing oh. for the family, right? Oh, you're interested in my. Yes, in, I, I like the business. Butcher. Okay, ask me the question. Yeah. About. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. As as specific as possible. Okay, okay. 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 Um so your your father was a butcher and we kind of talked earlier about how your mom kind of had the business savvy. About that at the beginning. Sure. The boy, he he was an orphan at five years old. Oh was he? Yeah. Well wow. yeah. He works. He was adopted by an uncle who had no children. Mm. And um he he stayed there until he returned eleven years old. Mm-hmm. And then, for a, a reason unknown, he left them and start working on his own, of offering himself as a worker. Right. And uh, and then he worked at a different job until he got married. Mm-hmm. And I, and uh, I think before he got married, his uncle called. His name was Cyril. He was an uncle, and he show he show he showed him. How to butcher animals. Is that right? And that's why he started his trade as a butcher. Mm. And for 14, and, and when he started, he got married, and uh, all he had was $25 in his pocket. Wow. And a horse and a buggy. Wow. And that was in September. In September. And. Um, at Christmas, mm-hmm. he still had his his buggy and his horse mm-hmm. and four hundred dollars in his pocket. Okay. So he made well. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and for fourteen years, mm-hmm. he sold meat 
mm-hmm. from house to house. Really? Yeah. So he, 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 he butchered the animal. He and then he went house to house and sold it himself? Yeah. Pardon? He sold it himself? He like went door to door and sold That's it? That's right. Oh, yeah. He was the salesman himself. He sold his own meat. Is that right? Butchered the meat. And then he would, with his horse and buggy or, or trailer or whatever he had, then he would go house to house mm-hmm. and he said piece of meat that he had cut, pre-cut all the day, or sometimes he cut them in front of them, mm-hmm. what they wanted, how much they wanted, and they, yeah. that's how they, 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 they... And so, but you were never interested in following in his footsteps and becoming a butcher yourself. No, I, I, I wasn't called to that. My father always called me, oh, he says, well, this one, he says, he's going to make a lot, be a lawyer. Oh. Yeah, yeah but... No. <laughs> a, a lawyer, no education, no. Yeah. But I don't think I would have been a good lawyer because I'm too sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like to take on a, uh, I take the other guy's case under my skin, and that's not. So you didn't want to become a lawyer. You well, cho- it, did you choose? You, yeah. I, I never said yes or no. Oh, it, it just was wasn't a an option by my dad. Yeah. to other people, who's going to do with this little no good for nothing? Oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that. No, no, he didn't say that. But I mean, they all, they always called me Petit Rock because I was small. You are small, so, but so am I. <laughs> but wo- We're all small. Well, a woman is considered to be small most of the time, <laughs> not a man. A man is, you know, in my days, when I was young, a man was not a five foot four. A man was supposed to be five ten, five five. Mm-hmm. Around, you know. Oh well. Okay. But uh, so you, your career was in the military. Okay. So how did you get? How did you fall okay, into that? That, that? See, that's another story. Yeah. Now, now, since I was a very serious-minded lad, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about my future. And my, my dad, getting older and older, he left the big butcher business. Yeah. And I didn't see any future. Uh, and me, at home. The house that we, we live, were living in, didn't belong to us. Oh no! If the house burned down, we could not rebuild it, mm. and we had we were paying five dollars a year for the ground on where the house was built. It belonged to to the neighbor. Really? So we were. That's how poor we were. Wow! The reason why we my my dad could not own the house because of his bankruptcy that happened in nineteen thirty or nineteen thirty one. Mm-hmm. So he could not he hold can, a house. Okay. So the reason we were in that house, so fi- we finally bought the house. The man sold the house to us, mm. but he had to put it under the name of my uh, sister Inidin, mm-hmm. uh, who was the oldest living. Uh, well, she wasn't actually living at home, but she was uh, working outside. But she was the oldest, and she could be the owner of the house. Okay. And after that, when she got married. Then it shifted to Tatan Gilbert was in Quebec. She was away. It, it, it shifted to my brother Roger. Mm-hmm. Got to him. Mm. But my brother Roger, he he became the owner of the house. Yeah. And then in nineteen, I joined. And then uh, oh, uh, so uh, during that time, all that time, then mm-hmm. I went to. Um, I wrote to my sister Gilbert that I hadn't seen for two years. She would pay uh, an eight pounds pension, uh, board, aid, uh, help a board 
for for me to go to uh, be with the brothers, mm -hmm. Christian brothers. Like she, to become a, wrote, she, a monk? Uh, no? No, 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 brother. A t t t t it was a teaching institute. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she answered me back. She said, sure, go ahead. So I wrote the brothers. I said, okay, I I'm accepting. Mm -hmm. Now, I had been, I was 14 years old. I had failed my grade seven twice. Oh. And then I was not discouraged, mm -mm. but I was, I said, well, if I go to the brothers, I can make a fresh start. Or something. Yeah. You know, I didn't use the, those words at the mm -hmm. time, but uh, I'm saying that today. I can make fresh so uh, the brother accepted me on the 14th September 1944. They came and picked me up at home and had given me a list what I should have, clothing, socks mm -hmm. and everything. And then I went there. So that was two weeks into the school year. Mm -hmm. So I went there and I worked hard. And I passed my grade seven, which was a, a government uh, test. Yeah. Uh, uh, with six to seven percent. Mm -hmm. Ah, mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. So I was with the brothers for three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, three years as a as a as a student, and eight months as a novice. Yeah. And then I was let go. Oh. Because they said they figured that I was not the type to be there. Mm. Okay. So they said the, the brother says, director the brother director says, well you go and uh, help your parents. Huh? What am I doing? Do, helping my parents, mm -hmm. they gotta help me because I'm, you know, I, I'm out of here. They're poor, and then I'll be uh, uh, more or less half a homeless by mm -hmm. leaving this place. Yeah. But all this got into my head. Yeah. When he told me that, I look at the window. It was dark at night, and uh, and he noticed. He said, "You are scared." Of course, I was scared. Right away, I was scared. He said, "I'm leaving here." I am in the streets. Yeah. You know. So he said you're gonna leave the fifth of the five the so you're gonna leave the the five of April nineteen forty eight. So it was nineteen forty eight when I left there. He took me to the train and I took the train and I went home. I arrived home mm -hmm. and I was very I, and my father I always remember he came to the bus and he greeted me. And I went to see my mom, who was uh, somewhere in the in the stable there, or the slaughterhouse, and and uh, greeted me. I was happy. And during the summer, so I, I worked at little jobs. And uh, so I was looking for work. And of course, when you in those days, a lot of people around you they're jealous of you. They don't want to. They don't want you to succeed. Oh. Even if they're related to you. So I wanted to go work in the wood. Right. Say, so the help I was looking for, they just ran away from me. So I went on my own anyway. And I got a little job. The guy got me a job, the, the jobber into, uh, in K, it was in KC and La Haute Mauricie, a path about 300 miles from Thoiriviere. And uh, I worked there for about three weeks. Boop. 
I, I worked there about three. I worked there about three weeks, and I left because it was too hard for me. Yeah. They, call, they used to call it that the type of a job was showboy outside. Mm. I would have liked to be showboy inside. Mm-hmm. But you know when the door closed on you, there is not a one that opens. Yeah. So I, I left there. So uh, I had enough money to take the train coming back. And instead of going home, I said, I'm not going home. So I went to Nicolette, where my aunt was a religious she was a retired teacher with the, with the sister of the Assumption. And I went to see her, and I said, Look, my tante, tante search in a store. There is a story behind that, I'll tell you later. Tante I said, I'm looking for a job. I said, Would you pray for me? Mm. Prayer are powerful. Mm-hmm. So she says, Yeah. So I stopped looking around. It took the same day. I went actually to two two establishments. One, it was a, a furniture manufacturer, and the other one was where they were they they were buying wool from the farmers, mm-hmm. and they had a shop to turn that tool into a day for knitting, yeah, for knitting business. So I worked there for about three months, and I said, oh. I said I, I was going. It was just before Christmas. I went. I went home, and I uh, from, at the beginning of the, uh, December, and I said, "Well, I'm not going to stay here very long." So I had an, uh, an uncle in in uh, in Drummondville, Quebec. So I went there. It was January. So my aunt, my aunt took me. She charged me ten dollars for about a week that I stayed there, and uh, I found a job. And my uncle found me a job at, in a hardware store. I worked there for about three months at $14 a week. I was paying $10 and a half for food and $3 for a room, which was another place. So all I had left was 50 cents. Wow. Yeah. It's not a so, lot. So, uh, and then I went to see the boss, and then the boss says, you're fired. Oh. We don't keep you. Oh, Okay. I went back to my uncle, and uh, and uh, I was eating at the, his his daughter's restaurant. And I went. I said, I said, uh, I said, no, I, I don't have any job. I said, yeah. Oh, he said, I got one for you. He said, I, I uh, he said, there's a nutrition who is looking for a clerk. He want to. There's a girl there, and he want to replace her. Oh, okay. So I went. See, he made an appointment. I went to to. Uh, to see this this electrician uh, contractor, and he uh, he he did not understood he did not understand. Pardon me, what what I was talking about, and I was I, I didn't want to be too clear because the woman I was I was going to replace was right there. Oh, oh yeah. So it was not a it was not a closed door. No meeting. Yeah. So I went back to my own color. I said, I don't think he understood what he, what uh, what I was trying to say, because because I was not clear enough because that that young lady there. Oh, he said I'll talk to him. So he showed the door that are closing there. The Lord had, had a plan for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the following week. 
I was working in the store because I, I would be staying there until the 31st, the end of March. The, the guy, a friend of mine, he was washing dishes in the restaurant where I ate. Mm-hmm. He came to the store, puffing. Like, he said, Jacques, Jacques. I said, what? He said, you don't go, I just died. Oh, no. Oh. I said, my uncle died, and that was my job. Oh, no. See, the one who was going to give me a job died. Yeah. You see? And he died on, the, I think, the 30th or the 31st of March, 1949. Mm-hmm. I was 18, I was still 18 years of age then. And, okay, well, mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know... I couldn't figure out, figure out any other places I could, I could, you know, who could help me. So I went home. So it was April, May. Of course, I was not doing nothing. And, uh, of course, th- this is kind of, in the spring, it's kind of dull time there. Mm-hmm. The farmers are not starting. And, yeah. you, know, every, you know, everything is closed. So uh, while I was sitting there, I, I started to look at the newspaper. And we didn't have any newspapers. I was going to the neighbor. Uh, they had a newspaper. And I was looking for jobs. Normally, the, in the ad there was hundreds of jobs, you know, in stores or anything like that in Montreal. So while I was looking at that, I saw a little ad that they were asking, that was placed by the Army, that they were asking for... Uh, uh, for for young people to join the forces. Mm-hmm. Ah. And I always liked to wear a uniform. <laughs> because whilst I was in college, we, uh, we, belong, we belonged to the cadets, and once a year we were allowed to wear a little uniform. Mm-hmm. And I had great respect for the soldiers that had fought for Canada mm-hmm. during the last World War, mm-hmm. Second World War. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. So I cut this little piece, that ad, off mm-hmm. the paper, put that in an envelope with a stamp, and I put my address, and I sent that to the depot defective number three in Quebec City. Oh, a week later, I got an answer. I said, sure enough, you said, you come over. He said, we included a, 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 a train ticket for you to come. Wow. So that was nice. Okay. So I, was, I went there. And then he said, right, I was there in Quebec City. Oh, I said, I'm not going to join the army. No. So I went back home. And about a week later, I received another letter from the army. How come you didn't show up? Yeah. And I, had, I didn't have any money to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother told me, he says, so he says, uh, cousin, little cousin Paul he says once a week he goes to Quebec City bringing cattle for for the slaughterhouse in Quebec City. He says, he says he'll take you. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, you know, you just jump with him, he'll take you. So I, I, I so I met Wallace. He said, sure, he says come with me. So I got him, and about just before we got uh, in the uh, close, it was the depot effective. We're close to the 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 Plan d'Abraham. 
So I got off the truck. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I ever see him after that. Really? Uh, I saw him maybe when my mom died. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so so I got back. I, so I went to the port effective there. I yeah. Went, oh, I see here you are finally. Yeah. So the sergeant there, he was limping a little bit in one leg, and oh, yeah, gosh. I said, yeah. Well, he said, sit down. He says, uh, uh, I have a little test for you. So, so he gave me the paper, passed the test. And he came back. He says, you're okay. We'll keep you. Oh. He says, you go downstairs. He says, we're going to give you uh, 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 bedding and everything that you sleep with us tonight. Oh. I said, well, I have a place to to sleep tonight. Yeah, that's good. So I sleep there. And I slept there in the morning. And then uh, from then on, then until he he said, we'll call you when you need and uh, be around. So... When I knew that I had a free time, then I, I would go and walk, sleep in Abraham. I never had such a beautiful time there. And I, anyway, I think I, I was at the Port Defective number, number three for three weeks. And then, oh, I went to the hospital for a, for a medical uh, check. Mm. And then he says, oh, you got me on the bar and you got me on the, on the scale. 108 pounds. Oh, this guy is light. Says, well, we can't take a guy lighter, that light in the army. But there was a guy there. He said, "Never mind that." He says, "Well, he's young. He's going to grow up." Exactly. No problem. We keep him. So anyway, so I passed that. Yeah. When it came to give me the uh, the needle, well, I faint. Oh no! <laughs> a guy who was doing the army is 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 scared of a needle. <laughs> but anyway, so after that. For, I heard from Derek, so I said to the guys, oh, I don't know if I'm going to stay. Shaq, you say, you stay with us. He said, don't go away. Everything will be fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. So, I, so, so I, was not, I, was, I was not serious when I said that. I said to myself, I'll stay. The guy ended up to be in my, uh, my squad in the same room. Anyway, so guys were talking. He says, he said, after you sign, he says, you're allowed to have a week to go home and uh, see your parents and settle your things that you had uh, have to settle at home. So I asked for a week leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she said, now, I said, you go to the to the paymaster. And then I went to the paymaster and he gave me $30. Oh. Oh, I was rich. <laughs> $30 doing nothing. <laughs> So so I, I went, I took the train, went home for a week, and I came back. Mm-hmm. I came back for a, for, a, for a date that you want me to be back. And then they gave me another ticket, a meal ticket, to go to Saint-Jean-Québec for our, my basic training. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So I had, I had just turned 19 years of age. When I, I got to the to 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 to, to the base camp mm-hmm. to to uh, to the base to yeah to Saint Jean mm-hmm. which is the base there, and uh, oh the major said oh he said we should give you a day off he said you celebrate your birthday, I didn't so I said, I, I, that's okay never mind uh, I, I'll stay here anyway yeah so uh, so I went there for about three weeks. Because they, they needed enough guys to start a new squad, a new platoon. Yes. So I did my basic training for, uh, 
Oh, by the way, when I was in Quebec, see, God, God, it was on my side. Mm-hmm. Was before I signed in Quebec because I had to sign. Yeah. I signed at 20, 20 to June 1949. So there was a sergeant I had never seen. He had a rough face. Never seen, never talked to. He brought my paper to the captain. And the captain says, well, his test on, on the typewriter is kind of weak. He says, oh, yeah, but he says that they're going to give him courses and the, and the forces. He says, that's no problem. He says, sir, sign here. So he helped me. Yeah. You see? And so... At the end of my basic training, my corporal mm. told me that he also talked on my behalf to keep me going on, going. So on the 20th of October, 1949, my basic training had, was completed, four months, and I was sent to uh, Long Point, the school of the Royal Canadian Ordnance Corps, and then also to attend a course. So, uh, so in the meantime, they make me work on moving tables and beddings from one hut to the other and things like that. And at other time, then you had, you could go in your room and do whatever you want or you know lay down. So that lasts for about. And then they put me on the storming course. All the courses were English. So I, I got on that course for about a week. And then I said, well, I don't understand what this guy is talking about in, you know, mm-hmm. in the front there. The instructor, I said, told English. And I couldn't, I can't understand English. I couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But I could, I could hear a few words, but, you know, I couldn't match everything together. So I told the, the, the administration, I said, well, I can't go on. I said, uh, I, I, my English is not good enough. Okay, so they took me off, uh, and and then about a month later, there was a captain. He came to me, and he in front of a major, he was English, but the captain was bilingual. He said, "We have an offer to you for you." He says, "We have a course. We will we want to send you to baseboard in Ontario, for an administration course of six weeks." I said, "I take it." Mm-hmm. So I went there, and uh, at the end of the course, of course, my English was poor again, mm. and I kind of failed the course. And two of us, there are two other guys or three other guys, failed also the course for maybe for different reasons, about me because my my English was too poor. But didn't need because didn't say that because my my my, my English were too poor. It's just because myself, I knew that. Uh, that was the reason. But the captain said, Captain Haino, and I still remember his name, very nice man, fully bilingual. You couldn't see if he was speaking French or English. He was so good at both. And he said, <coughs> he said, we're going to give you three days to study, and then we're going to give you a test. If you pass the test, you pass the course. Mm-hmm. And after three days of study, I did my best. And I passed the course. Good for you. I, I, <laughs> I was so happy. I just stand up in front of him. <laughs> I was so happy. Ah, because that gave me grid one. Yeah. And also a $6 a month increase. Oh, look increase. at you. That's so, good. anyway, so, uh, no, I felt I belonged. Mm-hmm. See, I was not, uh, because 
if you have no trade in the forces, you, you're kind of labor. You're a labor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What did you do in the forces, actually? And how long were you in the military for? I was in the military for uh, 23 years. I joined the 28th of June, 1949. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I left the forces on the, twi- on the 13th of January, uh, 1973. That would include my terminal leave. Okay. It was my last. You know, it was my last day in the forces. Thirteen mm-hmm. of January, nineteen seventy-three. Is that right? Um, and so you left the forces, and is that when you decided to move from Quebec to British Columbia? Well, uh, it started that way. In nineteen seventy-one, I received a, a card from Claude mm-hmm. saying that he was getting married. And Claude was your cousin. Uh, uh, Claude is my my nephew. Nephew. Okay. Yeah. He's the, he's the son of Tata Antenezen, Antenezen. He's my nephew, and uh, he was, he sent me a card if I want to go to the, to his wedding, and uh, and uh, I talked to to Grandma Colomb, and I said, I said, I said I'm going. Mm-hmm. I said not only me, but I said I'll bring his dad mm-hmm. and his mom yeah. also along with me. So in in the week following uh, that I received the car, I I told I uh, I phoned my sister. I said, "Look, I said I'm going to see to Claude's wedding. If you want to come, I see I'll be your porte-parole because you know it's all English here. They don't yeah. know how to speak English anyway." Right. She said, "Oh, she she said, okay, we'll think about it." And I think they had come in, in, to see to visit us the weekend, and then during the week. She, uh, I phoned her. She said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, I'll get a ticket." And uh, so on the Labor Day, Friday night, Friday night of the Labor Day, nineteen seventy-one, we took the aircraft in Quebec City, and then we changed aircraft in Montreal, mm-hmm. and we came here. We arrived here in the, on a, on a Saturday after, on Saturday noon, mm-hmm. we were picked up, and by Claude. And Geraldine, mm-hmm. his wife to be, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and Claude didn't know. I think his wife, his future wife, knew, but Claude didn't know. Oh, so we surprised. Oh, him. that's nice. And he was so happy, you know. This, yeah. Anyway, so, so we we stayed here three days, mm-hmm. and we left on uh, on uh, in the morning or on the in, in, yeah in the morning night uh, of the following Monday, which was. Uh, Mon- uh, Labor Day, and uh, we came back to Quebec City. Mm-hmm. I left them in, Mon- yeah, I left them in Montreal. Somebody will pick them up in Montreal, and then I carry on by, by myself to Quebec City mm-hmm. by myself. Quebec mm-hmm. City. And I arrived at night. It was about uh, Quebec City eight o'clock. The reason it was a little bit late because uh, one of the uh, pilot got sick. In the middle of the flight from Quebec City, from Montreal to Quebec City, and they had to come back and have somebody else, and so really? it, it was retarded by about an hour or so. Anyway, so we got back to Quebec City. We got back on Labor Day. So the following week, uh, Colombe, uh, I said, "How do you like it over there?" And we talk about, it. "Oh, I said I like it. The weather was nice, and mm-hmm. well, it was like this morning. It's beautiful." Yeah, so I said, would you like to move there? 
she was not happy where we were, we oh, no? were in the Valley of St. Michel. She was not happy around there. Mm. We had to make a move. Yeah. Uh, whether I stay in the army or, 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 or we had to move out uh, to find another place to live. Uh, whether in the same place or... Yeah. So, we... Uh, yeah, I said, if you want to go, I said, if, I'll leave the forces. I said, i got to tell them on, uh, in February, that would be and on the 8th of February, when we got to that date, I told them that I was leaving the forces and I'm moving away. Mm-hmm. So, where do you want to move? Chilliwack, British Columbia. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Chilliwack, British Columbia. Yeah. Weather is nice there. No, sh- no shoveling of snow. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that, you know, all that goes with it. And my, my family was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Gales was, uh, was 18, 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie was a year and a half. Oh, wow. So I had four young children. Carmen was uh, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Martin was eight, I guess. Yeah, so four. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sure enough, when it came June, so I I, uh, I went to the station in Quebec City. I said, I want to ship my car by train. Well, he said, you got to go to Montreal. So I, jumped, I got at the proper time to give me the paper. So I went to Montreal. To the uh, to the yard, mm-hmm. and uh, I put uh, uh, I put they put my car on the box car, and he says it will be in Vancouver about that time. Mm-hmm. I said okay, so and then when it came time for us to move, uh, uh, they gave us a ticket. We took a taxi from Quebec from uh, from Val Saint Michel, right to Quebec City, and then we slept in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, we took another taxi. We went to to the railroad station, and we changed train in Montreal. And for three days, we we, we cross. I didn't all, know you took the train to move here. You trained all the way across yeah. Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it took yeah, three from, days. From Montreal. Montreal to to Chilliwack, two thousand five hundred miles. Wow! So take take at that time. Yeah, it is faster today. But at that time, it about it took three days in train. Wow! We, we took the train at uh, in the in the afternoon, and we arrived on Saturday noon mm-hmm. at about eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. Then Claude with uh, his wife uh, and uh, and a friend of Geraldine, they came to meet us. Also. And then the army was paying me. Uh, ten, 10 days in a motel. Mm-hmm. So while I was in the motel, then I, I, I started to look for houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, arrived, we left Quebec City on the 19th of July. Yeah. And we arrived here on the 22nd of July. Mm-hmm. And then we look for houses. We stay at Claude Place on the Lewis Avenue here for about three days mm-hmm. because we had to get out of the, after 10 days, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the army was not, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to pay uh, Myself, Claudia, come stay home. And in the meantime, I was looking for a house. So we, we found a house, we found this house. And the 8th of August, we move in. Mm-hmm. We in the house. And the whole family, mom was happy. So yeah. then we have a home, quiet, quiet area, and things like that. And then we start living. Yeah. And how, I'm just curious, how much did you pay for this house when you bought it? Uh, 20500 Oh, that's so cheap. 
grandpa. We paid, <laughs> paid $13,000 cash. Really? You had that much saved up? Eh? You had that much saved up? To, wow. Yeah. I've been serving since the first year I was in the army. Yeah, you're very frugal, yeah. just like oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, was, and, and, and I took a mortgage. For seven thousand five hundred. Oh my gosh! Which I was my mortgage was eighty three dollars a month. Oh my gosh! And then I was paid full salary until the thirteenth January nineteen seventy three. Yeah. From then on, I start getting my pension. Mm-hmm. It was two hundred and ninety dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So that ninety dollars a month. Yeah. Pay for the mortgage. Yeah. So I had $200 to pay for different little things and a little bit of food. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stay sitting until, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the sun is going to come out. Yeah. So I, I look around. So I wanted to go to school. Yeah. So I went to the uh, unemployment insurance office. Yeah. And I uh, said, I'd like to go to school. I said, yeah, okay. So he said, we have a four-month course that gets you up to grade 10. Oh. Because I would get in nine. Get That's there. right. So I took, uh, oh, before that, uh, I got a job at the base as a laborer. I was being paid 250 or 350 an hour. <laughs> so, 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 you know, so I had to quit that yeah. in order to go to school for four months. Now, the school were paying me $88 a week for for for. Uh, for uh, you know, for a living. Yeah. So with with a little bit of my pension, eight dollars a week, I was okay. Mm-hmm. So it lasts four months, and then uh, uh, and then I applied to sell insurance. I sold insurance for two years. And I can't believe I never knew that you sold insurance. I never knew that. No. No. Okay. I sold insurance for two years. Yeah. And, yeah. And you get, did you like it? Oh yeah. But it, but but the thing that I was always away from from home. Yeah. Home, and the children were small. So I decided to look for another job. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I applied for the, at the base, mm-hmm. and and then the army base, uh, and, and at the army base. But my name had been put at the bottom of the list. Oh, so I had to wait again. Oh. I couldn't drop back to where I was. Yeah. So finally, after a few, uh, uh, so uh, I, you know, I sold. Oh, before I sell insurance, yeah, I went. I, I, I went to I work for the for the. Um, for the provincial government. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, at a research station in Abbotsford, which doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. It's closed. And uh, while over there, I worked for about four months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and the job I had, agricultural one, I had to look after the chickens and things like that. And then every day we had to clear clear the, the, the stall where the, 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 the little chicks were. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of dust. Yeah, I said I'm not going to stay here. Mm-mm. Breathe that dust. After ten years, I won't be able to breathe. Exactly. So I said I'm going to look for another job. That's why I start to look for life insurance. Yeah, and I was accepted. Yeah, I I, I worked for Sun Life. Yeah, for about you know about six months. I left them. I took and then Paul Revere, that's an American company, mm-hmm. and all the life insurance. I worked them. But in the meantime, I said, I'm not going to do all that because it takes too long. Yeah. So I applied at the base and asked, and mom was here. Mm-hmm. I said, if, if watch for a telephone. If you receive a phone call, they want me at the base. I'm yeah. going to go. Yeah. See? So I did that. 
Yeah. So it was uh, 19... Uh, it was, we were in 1976. Mm-hmm. In 1976, uh, it was uh, you know, in, in the spring, in May, I guess. Mm-hmm. I worked for a few months, but being a casual labor, it was just some kind of little contract. Right. When you finish, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And then in October, he said, oh, he said, oh, you're going to work until sep- the end of September. And all of a sudden, they said, oh, we have no more money. We have to let you go. And at that particular time, I guess it was in August or September, I, I was coughing, I was coughing, I was coughing, so I went to see the doctor. Also, the guy said, you have a, a, a little touch of pneumonia. Oh, no. So he gave me pills. Yeah. And I took those pills for 10 days. My coughing left, left okay. my pneumonia gone. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so they called me back. Because I have my other name inscribed somewhere else yeah. to, to work at the base itself. Now I was with the engineers. So I start in October there. And uh, up to, yeah, and then we, pa- we pass an, an examination, I think. Or I had already passed the examination, you know, the, the interview. And then the, a guy quit for mm-hmm. some reason, mm-hmm. permanent guy. So there was an opening for me. Oh, nice. So there was an opening in October because on the interview, I arrived second out of 14 or something. So the first one got its first job, and I got a second job mm-hmm. when the opening came in, seven, in, in the 6th of January. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for 17 years. 17 years. 17 years I worked there. Wow. So with the salary I had yeah. and the pen, my, my army pension, yeah. then I was able to live comfortably. Yeah. So how long did it take you to pay off this house since it was kind of a tiny mortgage? Well, the house was being by itself. Yeah. Because my my army pension was coming. Yeah. Uh, did I receive a check? I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway, there was, I know that that money was slated only for you know, $83 a month. Yeah. So I paid that for 1973, 72 until... Uh, year 2000, 1972. Oh, yeah. No, no. Until 1980. Mm-hmm. And at that time, yeah. the interest rate was got up, up to 22%. That's crazy. 22% yeah. interest rate. Interest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went to them. I said, can you lower that a little bit? No, they refused. Yeah. But in the meantime, yeah. I had bought some Canada Saving Bounce. Yeah. And I had about 3000 left mm-hmm. of my mortgage. Yeah. And my Canada Saving Bounce was due. Yeah. Maybe two weeks, two, three weeks after that. So, okay. So, I paid 22% for about three weeks. And after that, when my Canada Saving Bounce came due, I went to the say, I said, I'll pay my, my mortgage. Mm-hmm. I gave them $3,000, yeah. and that's it. And that's it. So in so 1980, my house was paid. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much it's worth now. Like, it's well, probably gone up in well, value, over, like 500%. Yeah, between 225 250 <laughs> That's not bad. Power. And you paid only 20000 for it. Like, that's yeah. a good, yeah. you did well, well see, Grandpa. If, if, See that the captain, the young captain there, when, before, when I left the forces, mm. he said, you stay another two years, make 25 years. 
So, so, so I had a five percent penalty, yeah, which is about sixteen dollars a month, yeah. But I gained a lot because if I had stayed one year or two years More. to come here, mm-hmm. my house I would have paid not twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. I would have paid thirty five thousand exactly, and it kept going up exactly. The reason nineteen seventy two. We had election year. Mm-hmm. The NDP came over, and they froze all the 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 the, the uh, farmlands. Oh, so, so what we call Fairfield Island here. Yeah, yeah. The people were 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 building there, so the building stopped. Mm-hmm. So they had less house. So the price, the price of the house that were already here, yeah, start going up. Yeah, because there was so uh, so mm-hmm. so anyway, Saint Joseph here. Yeah, that is so interesting. I put, I put everything in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm leaving four children and without a job, mm-hmm. coming here in yeah. a place, a strange place. It's a big risk, Grandpa. The, the plus, the little plus I had, there was no problem for my children. Yeah. Because was, I was in Valcarci. Yeah. They, they, they went to English school. Yeah. So uh, when they arrived here, it's just no problem. Yeah. Remember with the language. Yeah. Yeah. Because one girl start to go to school in baseball in Ontario. There was no French school there. No, oh, really? So he started grade, not not kindergarten, Mm-mm. grade one in English. Oh, really? Wow. And we, at first, before we moved in the base, we were at a small place called Everett, outside the base. Everett, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Was, and then Gilbert was uh, at the school, and then uh, the teacher would say, okay, take such a book. He understand what was going on, <laughs> what she was saying. <laughs> so... He was looking at the other guy, the book that he would pull out from this desk and that uh, to, to use, you know. Yeah. So that's how he was acting. Another time, he said uh, he went to, uh, he was at school. I guess he misunderstood the teacher. So at noon, he came back home. I said, <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, he said, uh, he said we have a holiday for afternoon. <laughs> but, but he had misunderstood he should have been at school. Oh, no. <laughs> but but he was he was at that school for about a month and a half, mm-hmm. and then we moved on the base. Yeah. But also there there was a French school there. Yeah. But the the the, the 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 teacher there she was in about her forties. She she knew how to handle a little kid. So, but she said, "Don't worry about it." I said, "She said by Christmas he'll be okay." Mm-hmm. He was. Okay. He was. He passes. Oh, there one. you go. Yeah. There. Are. And then playing with the kids outside. Yeah. He listened to them, what they were saying, and things and like try that. To That's how out. he learned. He learned uh, mm-hmm. to speak English. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Martin. Martin wow. Her. When we move, when we moved to Quebec City, yeah, Martin was. Uh, I guess he was too young for kindergarten there, but he had been accepted in baseball, and so he had to stay home. But the following year, when he got there, so there were little girls there in the in the in the. Uh, in the class, they didn't speak French. Mm. So the teacher asked Martin, what is she saying? Tell her what, to, what, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Martin, can you imagine a small kid? Being a translator? The, what she was saying. <laughs> anyway, oh, my gosh. So uh, that's where yeah. all these kind of little things were. Uh, yeah. Uh, problem of the family. Well, they're not problems. They're, no. There's something that happened in the family. Yeah. You know? You yeah. might see when you when you have if you have kids and when you have yeah. kids, you know there's all kinds of a development that uh, unforeseen mm-hmm. that uh, you're gonna have. Mm-hmm. So was that I guess 
Well, I think it's a great thing that you moved from Quebec to BC because uh, yes, you know because Colombe said it's heaven here. It's beautiful she here. Really I love likes, it here. She really likes here. And I always think I'm like, well, if Grandma and Grandpa didn't move here, and then my mom wouldn't have met my dad, then I wouldn't have gotten born, you know. And Josh, you know, it wouldn't. And be then I wouldn't have met Josh. You know. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It was meant it's to not, be. You see, the action that you make mm-hmm. will influence the future. Absolutely. And it influenced the future. It did. Without me knowing, I don't know if the other side I'll find out, but without me doing the the, the, the extend, yeah. the extension that what it caused, you know, yeah. move by one, one person what it does yeah. to, to, to the others. Another thing too, when we move here uh, and mom says she likes it very much, we didn't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we stayed here for yeah. 43 years. We're still here. Yeah. And, Same house. And, and mom, uh, when uh, Eddie started to go to school at in, in grade one, mm. she says, well, I'd like to work. Oh, yeah. So she worked as a homemaker for uh, 12 years. Yeah. And until 1992, she started 1980. Mm-hmm. And, because, and then with that, a little bit of money, we could help your mom mm-hmm. to go to BCIT. That's right. You see. Mm-hmm. Although I would have been able to pay, but wouldn't have any save, save any money. Yeah. But we kept saving any money just the same. And mom covered all your your mother expense at BCIT for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we lost her when she got married. And, <laughs> he and, lost her when she got uh, married. Well, in, in a way, in a way, it's a way to say it. Yeah. And thanks again for listening to today's episode. It was episode 29. And for the show notes, you can check out momoneymohouses.com slash 29, where I'm going to, you know, put a few more details in there about our conversation and uh, some important links as well. Thanks again for listening. And remember next week, next Wednesday is going to be episode 30 and it will be my last episode for, I guess, the season, if you will. I'm going to take a little bit of a break in December and come back in January where I will be relaunching my website. So it will no longer be Mo Money, Mo Houses, but it will be now known as JessicaMoreHouse.com. So I'm very excited to unveil that and reveal some cool details about some super secret but totally awesome projects I'm working on. So make sure to check out next week's episode and I will see you next Wednesday. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.